Creating business isn't about doing hashtag all the things. It's about doing the right thing at the right time to create systems for success. Welcome to the Master the Sales Game podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing specific strategies, tactics, and practical know-how from myself and other successful business owners, helping you grow and scale your business. I'm your host, Susan McVeigh, helping you master the sales game and sell with more ease without the sleaze. I'm excited to have you here. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, let's get started. You're back for another episode. Today, I'm talking all about value. 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 (laughs) Now, I know if you're anything like me, when I first started off in the online space in particular, having to sell my own services, this is an area that like left me with a giant question mark because how do you pick your value? How do you pick a price? Like all of these thoughts that suddenly came up that I never had experienced before, even when I was successfully selling through my entire corporate career. So if you are wondering, or you have been struggling to figure out value and how to communicate this, or maybe you are thinking about changing your prices and this whole idea of value and more value makes you want to feel like, oh my goodness, I just want to curl up in a ball because I have no more left to give. So how and how in the world do I increase my prices? If that's the case, this is the episode for you, my friend. So what I want to talk about here today is value is relative. Value is subjective, which I know is probably not the thing that you want me to say because you just want me to give you a formula or here's like, here's the rules, right? Of how you calculate value. Here is the definition of value. And I, had I thought about it, I probably should have pulled up the definition of a value. So we, we might do a throw in here uh, while we're editing. But what I want you to think about here is that there, for me at least, are five things, five things that I've noticed that prevent you from being able to actually articulate your value and be able to own it and be able to understand it enough so that you can relate it to the price. Because let's face it, that's often where we get stuck, right? And so what I want to do today is I'm going to break down these five areas in the hopes that it helps you to uncover what value means to you and how you're going to be explaining this, able to explain this to your prospects, and also how you are going to feel better about your own value related to the thing that you do. Okay, so let's break this down. So number one, often when I see people struggling to get clear on their value, it is because they actually don't know their superpower. They don't know how valuable it is, right? Like they, they don't know what is that specific thing out of all the things that are related to what it is that you do that is the thing, the thing. So as an example, I was talking to a friend. Uh, I was actually recording a podcast episode for her. And after the podcast episode had finished and we were sitting and just chatting and just having a great conversation, I blurted out to her because I just couldn't stop myself because she had expressed that she was she was struggling a little bit. She, she had been facing a bit of a challenge with a pivot in her business and wasn't quite sure if she was on the right track. And even before she had said something to me, I interrupted and I blurted out storytelling. 
storytelling. Now she's a copywriter. She has been writing her entire life, her entire life. And it is something that she went to school for as well. So, you know, it's great that she's been able to understand that superpower kind of early on, but let's face it, writing and copywriting is really broad. There's a lot of different people, a lot of different clients that she's written for. And so out of all of those things, when she thinks about, well, what makes me unique from somebody else who also does copywriting, this is the thing. She's a great storyteller. She's wonderful. She's masterful at it. And she does it without thinking. So here's the thing. Often our superpower, the thing that you uniquely do differently from everybody else that does the same thing as you, like so if your niche is health, uh, you're a personal trainer, there's probably something within that whole big bucket that only you do. You don't realize this yet because it is so easy. It is a no-brainer for you. Like you literally don't even have to think about it. It just comes off the tip of your tongue. And I know that for this new friend of mine, I'm not going to call her out because uh, this was a private conversation that we had, but I wanted to be able to share so that you can learn from it because I think a lot of us, myself included, can get stuck in that rut where we can't see the forest for the trees. As somebody else likes to say, and I can't remember who, um, you can't read the bottle or you can't read the label from inside the bottle, right? So you can't define your own superpower because you can't see it. You just do it. And when you are able to uncover with the help of other people, and I'm grateful that I was able to do that for her and let her know that what I saw in her zone of genius within the context of copywriting was storytelling, that I would love to be able to, to learn or have her teach other people how to become better storytellers, how to pick the story that really deeply connects with your audience and allows them to build a relationship with you. And so once I said that to her, she immediately lit up her whole demeanor changed. And she said, you know what, Susan, I was actually somebody else who's very near and dear to me has kept telling me this over and over again. And I've been ignoring her because I didn't believe it could be that simple. And maybe you're there right now. Maybe you don't believe that what you, the thing that you want to do or the thing that you have been doing, that the one thing within all the things that you are completing, that one thing that seems so very simple is the thing. Well, what if it is? What if it could be? Give yourself permission to at least dive into it, okay? To really dissect whether or not that is the specific thing that creates more value than everything else that you do combined. So that's number one. Number two is when you don't have clarity on your value, it's often because there's fear. I know for me, there was a lot of fear attached to me being able to help people to sell. I thought they wanted everything else. I thought they wanted the kitchen sink, like how to find people, do all of the, the funnels or the leads, lead gen, Facebook ads, uh, social media marketing. I thought they wanted all of that other stuff. And at the end of the day, yes, some people still need all of the other things, but they always need to know how to sell. They need to know how to turn a conversation into something that actually converts to paying customers. And once you learn the skill and you get better at it, you hold the keys to the kingdom in your hand for your own business, meaning you have a license to print money. 
because when you understand who it is that you're supposed to be talking to, what you need to say, and what more importantly, what they need to say to you for you to be able to keep going in that conversation, then you never have to worry that you don't have a business. You never have to worry where your next customer is coming from. You never have to worry about the next amount hitting your paycheck or your bank account to, in order to pay you a paycheck, right? That you will never be afraid again. So when you understand that people will buy the thing that you're buying, oh, people will buy the thing that you're selling <laughs> because they need it right? That it's needed for that specific person, then you don't have to be afraid that you don't create value. Your job now is to find the person, because remember what I said at the very beginning, value is relative. So who is your value related to? Somebody is going to find you invaluable, meaning you are worth more than anything else that they could possibly find in the universe. They are seeking you. They are looking for you. They are desperately hunting you down and they can't find you. Those are the people that you need to serve. Those are the people that you're uniquely suited to serve. And those are the ones that you will never have to worry about whether or not they will buy it. You don't have to be afraid of that anymore. The reason why you're probably afraid is simply because you have not nailed down who you're supposed to be serving and you're playing in the wrong sandbox and you need to be okay to go to a different sandbox and to start talking to the people that ultimately will see value in what it is that you deliver. Number three is what do you deliver? Now, what you deliver is directly related to how much value is connected to that. If you actually don't know what you deliver, you don't understand what the results are, the outcomes, the transformation, the end product or service that you are providing to your customers, and you can't articulate that, you can't explain that, you don't communicate that in a, well, in a way that other people can understand, especially the right people, then it doesn't matter what you charge. This is the reason why, you know, we can go and buy a car. Today, you could buy a car, but you could either buy a, gosh, you could buy a used car for probably like 300 bucks, right? But you can go and buy um, a brand new car. I think the cheapest, maybe it's like $6,000, right? But you can also buy, what's the most expensive car? What is it right now? Is it a Rolls Royce? Is it a, an Aston Martin? Uh, is it a Bentley? So substitute the most expensive car. What's the difference? Because at the end of the day, the thing that it does, which is to keep you safe on the road, allow you to get from place A to place B and do so in a way that's comfortable. At the end of the day, a car is a car. Now, don't shoot the messenger because this gal isn't a car gal. Uh, so if you, you are a car fanatic, please don't send me a message because I won't understand you. <laughs> but all joking aside, you know that the experience, the, the transformation, the way that it makes you feel as you go through that experience and the journey, like the literal journey of being in the car is very different. That's what you're paying for, right? So when you think about what you get, if you go to purchase one of these cars the, at the very, very high end and also at the lower end, the experience of going through that buying cycle 
it's very different. And it's the entire process. It's the end-to-end that creates that that transformation for your customers. And so for you, if you don't know what you deliver, and maybe right now you're thinking, well, I know what I deliver, but what if it's not enough? What if they don't actually get results? I mean, I can tell them what to do, but if they don't do it, they're not going to get what I promised. I get you. I get you. And especially if you're a coach or a consultant, it is a co-creative process. And I know that there's always that worry. I've had it too. And at the end of the day, if you've done your due diligence to talk to the right people, to only give them what they need, and to only sell to the people who ultimately need your service, then you don't need to worry about this. You need to now focus strictly on how do I make sure that I give them what I promised. And if you don't know what that is, if you don't know what you deliver, if you don't know what the outcomes are, then I'm going to say, like, you don't even know what you're selling. That is the problem with sales. When you're being told just to sell for the sake of selling, because people are just going to throw money at you anyways, and you might as well catch some of it as it's falling. I don't agree with that. I think it's much, much better. And it's much clearer for you as the business owner, as well as for your prospect, if you know exactly what it is that you will give them. Now, you don't need to have 101 different steps on what that deliverable looks like, but you need to know what is the Z from the A to Z that you're taking them to. What is the promised land? What is the thing that they're trying to achieve? If you are helping moms lose weight, is it 10 pounds? And if you're giving them a path to help them understand what it takes to lose that 10 pounds, but they don't get the 10 pounds off because of a number of different factors, then you've still given them your promise. You've still delivered what it is that you told them you would. You've given them the blueprint. This is how they're going to do this. And now it's just a matter of some other things that need to come into play in order for them to actually get the end result. That is totally fine. And it is not just on you. It is on both of you, right? It is equally important that you do your best for your clients, but that your clients follow your process and that they tell you when they're stuck. They tell you when it's not working. They tell you when they're self-sabotaging or when they're overthinking things or when they simply just aren't taking any action. Because without that, it doesn't matter what you deliver. You're not going to get the outcome. And that's when you start to question your value. So if right now you're thinking, well, I know what I deliver, but it hasn't been enough. I want you to go back to the drawing board and take a look at who are your prospects, who are your dream clients, and who actually does get the best results with you when you have that opportunity to deliver. Because when you have that meeting of the minds between all three of these things, you are going to find your perfect dream client every single time. The one that does get the best results, the one that you love working with, the one that that will understand the value of the outcome because it's what they desperately want. So number four, which we touched on a little bit here, what if they don't get results? I'm not going to beat a dead horse because I jumped the gun and I, <laughs> I went too far forward and I talked uh, about this in conjunction with what do you deliver. Um, it is really important that you understand that your value is based on your ability to show them how to get the results. 
And unless you're delivering the product or solution for them, so if you are a web designer and you are creating their website, but even then, even then they have to give you the copy. So there is a co-creative process involved. You don't own 100% of this. Even if you own like 80%, if you don't get that 20% in a timely manner, well, then you can't deliver the outcome by the desired date. And that is not just all on you. And I'm not saying that as a service provider, because I've seen and heard on the flip side where the service provider, coach, consultant, expert, throws the client under the, under the bus and says, well, you didn't do it. It's your mindset. It works. So you need to figure this out. I think that's a load of hooey. I don't think that that's okay to do either. I think that's actually an excuse for poor service, poor teaching, and people who don't actually know what they're doing. Not all the way. And it's either because they have said yes to the wrong client or they don't know how to help their client now that they're stuck. In either case, I think it's incumbent upon the business owner to own up to the fact that, hey, I've taken your money and I might not know exactly how to help you in this circumstance, but I'm going to do my darndest to, to try and help you to figure it out. I think that's a much better approach than throwing your client to the wolves and hoping and praying that they're going to figure it out and not bother you again. That is a terrible way to do business, and it's the reason why retention rates are down and that clients are not renewing with you and that you're not getting the results, and maybe that's one of the reasons why you're worried about getting the results for your clients. If you are an expert beyond a shadow of a doubt, then you should have no worries about this as long as you work with the right people, and that takes courage. It takes leadership. Because remember, sales is about leading the conversation. And if you can't lead the conversation with the right person and be okay to say no, then this is going to become reality. You will have people that don't get results, but that's on you because you have not said no. If you have done what's required and you know you have the best client and you know that you've done your best to be able to guide them and still something isn't clicking, then again, if they haven't said anything about what it is that, that's getting in the way and giving you an opportunity to work and co-create with them a different path, then you've done as much as you can. That's my belief. And so we need to provide empowerment and ownership for our clients to assist us to get the best outcomes together. So number five, the very last one around value is your results. Oftentimes, when you don't understand your own value, it's because you're downplaying the results that you provide and that you have seen. And sometimes it's because you don't want to toot your own horn, that you are too modest, that you don't want to brag, that you feel uncomfortable by kind of putting yourself out there and, and claiming the results or the benefits of somebody else. I'm going to tell you right now that you are not responsible, just like I said earlier, you're not responsible for the results if they're bad or if they're good. You simply are the guide, right? You are helping them. You're providing them with a roadmap. And if you have played even a small part in that journey and you know that your process or your framework or your system works, the thing that you're teaching, then that's what you need to focus on. Don't worry about being braggy 
I hate using that term because I really don't think that it's bragging when you are stating a fact. The fact is that you are an expert. The fact is that you get results. The fact is that the results that you provide are valuable to somebody else who wants the similar result. And if you can't see that, then you're always going to struggle to understand what it is that you do that's unique to you that is so important. And you will always struggle to price your services appropriately. And it will be harder for you to charge more. It will be harder for you to increase your prices as you continue to increase your experience and increase the results and increase the way that you work with your clients. So this last part, I can't emphasize enough along with number one, like these two are bookends, right? Because they really match each other quite well. If you can't see what it is that you do that's so good that somebody else is willing to pay good money for it. So when we think about the car analogy again, I'll bring this back up. You know, why do people want to buy a Rolls Royce or a Bentley or an Aston Martin when they could buy a Chevy? No offense, Chevy, but why is it that somebody else is willing to go above and beyond to go and purchase that type of car when there is an alternative available? There will always be an alternative. And for you, if you are the Rolls Royce, if you are the Bentley, if you are the Aston Martin of your niche, but you're treating yourself like the Chevy because you don't see yourself as the Bentley, the Aston Martin, um, that's on you. And I'm hoping that today's episode really helps you to understand why you don't have to struggle anymore, why you don't have to keep kicking yourself and, and pulling yourself down when there's an opportunity for all the cars in the, in the car lot to get an owner right? There is no shortage of people who are out there buying the things that we're going to be buying, including cars. And it's not like the dealership at Bentley thinks, oh, you know, it's just not that popular. We should shut up the shop. No, they don't think that. And I don't think you should think that either. I think that comes from a lack mindset. And I think it's really important that as you think about value in particular for yourself, for your services, for the programs that you want to provide, and the pricing of those things, that you really, really, truly take some time to think about what's standing in the way. And is one of these five pieces that I've um, identified here today on today's episode, does it resonate with you? Is it something that I've said that triggers a moment for you where you go, oh, that's it. That's the thing. I want you to spend some time. So here's today's takeaway, your action item. I want you to think about the five things that I've discussed earlier today around value and identify for you which is the one that you're struggling with, which is the one that resonates the most. And I want you to spend some time journaling on it and really dissect where that's coming from. Is it because oftentimes our fears, our beliefs are not rational. They just are. And it doesn't mean that they're good or bad. It just means that we need to work through them. And sometimes that just means bringing them out into the open because we didn't know about it before. And so I'm hopeful that this particular episode just pulls back the curtain a little bit on something that maybe you were scared to uncover that you had kind of poked around with, but it's underneath that bed, 
in the back corner. It's like the hidden dust bunny that you never quite get to. And today's the day, my friend, where you have an opportunity to clear that out and start moving forward so that you can claim the value that you provide and that you understand how valuable you are and that what it is that you do that transforms lives is here for the right person and that your sole purpose is to go and find more of those people who need what it is that you offer. So I hope this was helpful for you. Um, you're going to want to, uh, I might have a freebie for you on this one around sales abundance mindset. So really helping you to tap into the abundance of sales and to help you reframe what sales means because sometimes with value comes this icky feeling of I can't charge more or what happens about the free versus paid and all these other spin-off questions that might happen as you go through this exercise. So we'll link that up in the show notes for you below. It's my free gift to you for you to be able to think about five different ways to really tap into your abundance mindset uh, through the lens of sales and maybe through the lens of not selling, right? So that it, it is something that is much more comfortable for you to, to actually do. Thanks so much. And we will talk to you in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to let me know what you think by leaving a review so I know how best to serve you. If you're enjoying this show, don't forget to share and hit subscribe so you know when the next show is up. See you next time.